Welcome to Simply Happy, a show helping you learn more empowered living through mental, emotional, and energetic mastery. I'm Olivia Ryman, an author, empowerment coach, and your hostess with the mostest. As someone who's overcome bipolar, anxiety, depression, and more, I'm a firm believer that you have the power to not let any circumstance hold you back. It's my mission to help you take ownership of your life from the inside out. So let's chat about some tips that have helped transform my life and many others, because life doesn't need to look perfect to be happy. Hey there, what's up? It's your guide, Olivia, and thanks for joining me for this episode of Simply Happy. If you're new here or haven't already, remember to subscribe to the show and leave a review. And when you find yourself loving the show and wanting to take things to the next level, make sure to check out my books and other ways to work with me at www.simplyolly.com. That's O-L-I, Ollie. The link is in the show notes. Hello, friends, and welcome to the 1st of November's podcast. Um, In today's podcast, we are going to be doing a deep dive into working with emotions. Now, if you can't already tell, my voice is shot. It is not with me. Um, Normally, I would be sitting down today to record all of this month's podcast, but I am just doing enough to be able to get this episode out um, for you today. I had a friend in town for a week. It was an amazingly wonderful visit. However, my voice has a limit and and I have surpassed it. (laughs) And it it has been getting worse. So I am going to let myself rest and actually do something a little special for you guys today on the show. Um, I'm gonna be doing something I haven't done before. Um, I have a community space and kind of like a program course suite, if you will, called Empowered University. So basically, it is a compilation. It's a collection of the two programs that I have, um, or sorry, three. I have Beat the Bad in there, um, Self Love Made Simple, and WordCraft. So those are programs that I have already created and are in there. But I also add in um, two classes each month. One is around a philosophy, kind of like general um, mind-expanding topic, and then another is on a master class. And so I release a philosophy class and a master class each month um, for anyone who is in Empowered University and they get access to the other programs. Um, There's also a really wonderful community space. We get together each week um, to ask questions, talk about things, and we have a Discord chat where we just keep in touch. We connect. We reach out for support. Occasionally, I'll do things like tarot readings in there um, or just pop in with some motivation and advice. Um, And just it's just a really fluid, wonderful space. So for today's episode, I actually want to share with you one of the philosophy classes, and it is the class I I have taught on emotions. Um, And so we really kind of explore um, a, a broader understanding of emotions and also how you can better start working with emotions. And I know a lot of my listeners here have um, dealt with mental health struggles and 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 beyond. You know, this, this show really is about um, happiness. It's about self-empowerment. Um, and it's about, like, honestly, it's a, it comes down to, you know, mental, emotional, and, and energetic um, control and exercising that and doing it in a healthy way that is most aligned for you. So... 
I am going to give my voice a rest today. I'm not going to record all of this month's podcast, and I am going to let you listen to the entire class um, on emotions that I share in Empowered University. Um, I would love to encourage you, especially as we go into the winter season over here in the Western Hemisphere, um, that if you are, you know, looking for a space where you can really kind of you know, learn techniques, expand your mind, but also have really supportive and fun community that is really welcoming and accepting of of you no matter what. Um, you know, and, and if you need that support through maybe more of the winter seasons or just in the phase of life that you're in, um, I would encourage you to come join us. Um, you, you pay month by month. Um, you stay as long as you like, leave whenever you like, and it really is just meant to be a nurturing space for all of us, honestly, myself included. Um, so if you're interested, please, you know, go visit www.simplyolly.com EY. You can learn more. Feel free to DM me questions on Instagram at the real simply Ollie if you have any questions. Um, and and, and yeah, really consider joining. We would love to have you in there. So without further ado, here is the episode on emotions. Hey there, friend, and welcome back to another Empowered University philosophy class. It is, of course, your guide, Olivia. Hello. Welcome. Um, today, we are going to be talking about emotions and these philosophy classes, I'm going to just probably recap this every time, of course, are meant to expand your perspective, broaden your mind, just get you thinking in a new type of way, and you can run with what resonates with you and leave leave with, don't leave with it. I mean, leave what doesn't. So that is what we are going to be doing today. Um, I'm really excited. And, and fun fact, I initially had planned to record these where we had the mindset class first, the emotion class next, and then the energy class. And I guess I got so excited about talking about energy that I just skipped right over the emotions class and didn't even realize it. Um, but we are coming back around and I truly feel like that maybe happened for maybe for a reason or maybe it was just, you know, things just played out in this way and it's really going to be most beneficial in the long run. Um, but we're not going to stress over it. We're still covering all of these core um, areas, core topics, and it's all going to be fine and dandy. So let's go ahead and dive into the class. Let's waste no time, shall we? So with emotions, there are some things that I want you to consider. Okay, um, the, the emotions are like these things that happen to us, right? <laughs> that really help to define and shape who we are. Whether we maybe like to admit it or not, our emotions really do um, shape us and define us. You know, if you have an experience um, that allows you to feel just elated and you're excited and it's amazing, right? It's going to shape you in a way that maybe you will try to recreate those experiences or you will um, take them on as, as part of your personality, as part of um, your persona, whatever it might be, right? You could also take that same experience and have it maybe go a whole different way or maybe it goes exactly the same way, right? But it like scares you, it shakes you to your core, it just unnerves you to a degree or something like that. And that's going to shape you and that's going to define you in a way that's different from 
the way it would have happened otherwise, right? So maybe now you'll avoid that type of experience. Maybe you will wrap it up into your identity and be like, I am a person who is not okay with this. <laughs> um, so, you know, emotions, like we have experiences, we have thoughts, we have interactions, right? We live our lives, but emotions are what really kind of solidify things within us. And so that is definitely something to consider and it's something to be mindful of and not scared of, but just something to to know about yourself as a person, about ourselves as human beings, right? Um, is that is something that we experience. Um, and it's why, you know, maybe it's, um, it allows you to pursue something longer than anyone would ever think that you should pursue something or why you, um, what was the example I was going to use? I don't even know why you avoid something, you know, like the plague or, um, why something stays with you for so long. Um, you know what I mean? When you can, you can think about it this way, a lot of times, and this is debatable because I do animals feel emotions (laughs) and, and we see that a lot. Right. Um, but I think, oh, the other thing I was going to say was letting go of things, right? We might not be as, um, quick or as easy to let go of something. Whereas if you might look at a a bunny or something, they might let go of it quicker, right? Um, that's a whole other, uh, topic in itself. Again, I, I do think animals can experience emotions, but maybe not, maybe not to the degree that we do. Anyway, that example aside, you get what I'm saying. It really does help to shape and define who we are, right? Now, another thing to consider is that emotions like the list that we know, happiness and anger and sadness and what they look like and how we can perceive them and judging by this person's actions or the, you know, look on their face, we can determine what emotion they're feeling, right? Emotions aren't actually a universal language. We have all been conditioned, maybe not, that's, that's presumptuous, maybe not all of us. But I would say for the most part in Western society, um, we are very much conditioned to think that, you know, we we have to learn to understand emotions, right? So we do need some kind of baseline. But we are also, um, at least I was definitely taught that you can know somebody else's emotions, that you can read them. And maybe sometimes you can. But again, these aren't, it's not a universal language. In one culture, what looks like uh, an angry face might actually be a face of pride or honor, right? Um, so on and so forth. There have definitely been studies done. Um, what is the book that I have read? Ooh. Oh, buddy. How? Oh, gosh. I can't even remember. There is a book that I read on just the whole mechanics behind emotions. Anyway, I'm getting off track. So, Anyway, there have been studies done. This happens to me guys. you just, you know, there have been studies done where they have seen that in different cultures, emotions don't line up as this universal language. Um, you know, what we see as one thing, another culture might see as another. Um, and also emotions can be incredibly misinterpreted if you don't understand the context of a situation. Uh, if you take a snapshot photo that was in this book, oh gosh, I wish I could tell you what it is. I'll pu- I'll probably put it in the description and be like, this is the book I couldn't remember. Uh, but basically there was a snapshot, snapshot photo um, of someone's face, right? And they were like, what emotion do you think that they're feeling? And I thought it was anger. That was my guess, right? It was like this very grimaced face, all the things. Um, 
And it was actually somebody who had just won the Olympics. And that was the face that they were, they were expressing um, through physical exertion, through all of these other things. And it was like the shock and the awe and the excitement. And it, but it looked like what we would have identified or what I would have identified as an angry face. So, you know, we can do our best to inquire how somebody might be feeling or even how, well, I'm going to leave us out of this, but how somebody else might be feeling, right, um, through their body language, through their expressions. But we can't assume that we are certain in what we are seeing um, and what we are knowing or whatever. So just know that it's not a universal language. Um, emotions are extremely complex and dynamic and can overlap and overlay and and all of those things. And that's something we want to keep in mind when we think about emotions, even in regards to ourselves. You know, maybe it's not just as simple as um, you're sad. Maybe you're sad. Maybe you're confused. Maybe you're conflicted. Maybe you are relieved at the same time, right? So like you can be experiencing a multitude and it's, we, you know, we want to make sure that we understand the complexity of emotions for ourselves and for others, right? Now, another thing to consider is that they are a bridge. They are this bridge, right, between the mind and the body. And this is my, you know, my personal view on it. If you're here learning from me, it's because you're here to, <laughs> to, to take in my personal view on things and my perspective on, on life and what I've learned, right? But I see this kind of connection, you know, we have very um, physical uh, experiences. We also have, you know, these mental thought processes. Um, but if you ever notice, I, I feel like the emotions are this bridge between the two, right? We can think a thought and that's all fine and dandy. It doesn't do anything to the body, right? Um, but then if we think a thought and it creates a feeling, it can create a physiological response in the body, right? So it creates this this bridge, this connection. Same with the body, right? Um, you know, we might, um, what's, what's like the opposite? I don't know. <laughs> like the body, oh gosh. Hmm. This is uh this is a poor job, Olivia. <laughs> but I I don't I can't I am oh I'm spacing so bad for an actual example. I apologize. Um, but I do feel like the body too is a bridge like to the mind, right? With through the emotions. So I mean I can think of maybe pain, for example, right? Um, you know, pain is inflicted and then if that elicits, you know, like fear or um distress or I don't know, any one of those things, you know, then it's going to all of a sudden spark all of these thoughts that we're having in our minds. Um, you know, we don't typically think first, we feel first, right? Um, and so again, creating that bridge. So that is something I think that's really fascinating is this interconnectedness um, between those. Now, another thing to consider is that we are actually tuned into our emotions on both a subconscious and conscious level. Now, what I mean by this, and to just, I feel like you guys probably know at this point, but, you know, conscious is when you can, like, actively think of something. It's it's very much in, like, uh, your field of awareness, for example, right? But then subconscious is going to be something that you may not have access to or you might not actively have to think about. 
you know, maybe it's a habit you've had for a long time or, uh, you know, an example is like for like right now, like it's a subconscious thing um, that I'm moving my hands as I talk. I'm not thinking about how I'm having to move my hands as I talk. Right. So emotions are really interesting because I, I feel like with thoughts um, specifically, right, we are only having thoughts consciously. We're not having thoughts really subconsciously, like they might be there, but we have zero awareness of them. Um, until they all of a sudden become conscious and then we're like, whoa, where did that come from? But emotions, we can feel them consciously, right? Like there can be a moment that happens and all of a sudden it elicits an emotion and we're like, whoa, and you can see the direct correlation, right? And then other times, and this happens a lot with, um, when people experience getting triggered by something, um, I know this happened to me so much with bipolar, like I did not understand why I was feeling the way I was feeling. And it's because it was a subconscious, like emotional connection. So I was feeling emotions to things that were sitting with me subconsciously that I did not have awareness about. So I would just feel feelings and not understand them. And so it is interesting that emotions can play out both on this conscious and subconscious level um, without having to be like, you know, uh, searched for, you know, like if you're, if you're doing meditation or hypnosis, you can very intentionally go down into your subconscious and, and, and pull things back up into the consciousness, right? But emotions can just come out from a subconscious place, which is very fascinating. So again, just some things to consider. And then uh, lastly, that our emotions are of our own making. Uh, I truly believe this. There might be people that disagree with me and that is okay. But again, this is just where I sit with things. Um, I truly believe our emotions are of our own making. And what I mean by that is that we are not predispositioned to uh, feel a certain way or to have certain types of emotions. Um, You know, our parents were angry people. So genetically, we're angry people. No, like genetics is not not that potent and it's not that strong. Epigenetics is much more of a of a pulling force um, in our bodies and our minds. And um, we are not locked into anything because it's literally been studied and, and found out that our genes can change. They can evolve. They can be shifted and they can, certain things can be switched on and off. Um, and you know, that's where I feel like that's how I overcame mental illnesses that were supposed to be genetic. They were passed down to me. I was more predispositioned to have them. And through the mental work, the emotional work, the energy work, right, through all, the, all of this stuff, you know, I changed the chemical balance in my brain because we can actually do cognitive biochemical shifts. Like we are capable of that. And it's just something we have to work at and practice and believe in because that's a huge piece of it. But if you think about, um, I'm I'm reading a book right now, which is amazing, but it's called The Biology of Belief. And it's, he's really, he's a, he works with cells and is like a cellular re, re, research person. I sound so smart now. Um, but he was talking about how, you know, our cells, and I've learned this through my readings on quantum physics as well, but our cells, you know, are and atoms are made up mostly of energy. Like we are made up mostly of energy. 
more energy than actual physical mass. And so, you know, our surroundings, the people that we're around, the environment that we're in, all of this stuff is going to shift our state of being. It's going to shift our energy, right? It's going to shift our emotions. Um, it's going to shift all of that stuff. So our emotions really are of our own making through the spaces that we're in, the people that we're around, the thoughts that we're willing to think, the things we're willing to believe in, all of this stuff. So that is just my list of some things to consider. And um, and I feel like hopefully that is a bit mind expanding for you and gets you kind of brainstorming and thinking about things in a whole new light, right? So how, let's, let's dive into the next bit, which is, you know, so how does emotion get involved in our personal empowerment? Because that's what we're here for, Empowered University, you know, we're here about the empowerment. So how do emotions actually get involved in that, right? So first thing is that they're a byproduct of choosing empowerment. So when we choose empowerment, you know, we're going to be shifting our emotional state. We're going to be affecting that, right? And that's a good thing to be aware of. They're also our gauge for if we are feeling empowered or disempowered, right? It's feedback. It's how we know if if we are, you know, in an aligned state or a misaligned state, Um we're going to know through the way that we're feeling. We're going to know through our emotions. And then they are also how we can clear energy and make way for empowerment, right? So we can actually use emotions, use our emotions to move energy through us that might feel stuck, that might feel um, like it's not helping our mindset, right? It's not helping our thought patterns, all of that stuff. We can use our emotions very intentionally to like clear the energy and make way to f- for us to feel more empowered um, in what we're in, right? And they can also build up and amplify our ability to take empowered action. So, you know, we can use emotions to our advantage, right? We can if we're feeling empowered, if we're wanting to take this next, you know, step or whatever, I mean, it it might look big, it might look small, it might look however, Um, but we really can kind of tune into emotions and allow those to amplify um, what it is that we're doing. You know, maybe we're like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm ready to take this step. And maybe instead of feeling nervous and scared and like, when I do it, maybe I want to like pump myself up. Maybe when I I want to get myself in this like emotional state of excitement, of joy, of passion, you know, all of these things and use that to help fuel and amplify, you know, any actions that you're taking, right? So to make this a little more simple, right, I'm going to break this down into some some practices that you can, you can use with emotions, right? Um, and these are things that you'll hear me talk about, you know, in other classes, um, even in master classes, uh, you've probably heard me talk about it on the podcast, like all of this stuff. Um, but again, like these are just kind of the general practices and then you can figure out, you know, how is it you want to do that? In what way do you want to do it? Which one feels right to you? And you can also mix and match and do them all or do none of them. It's up to you. So the practices that I have, um, to share with you are the first one is emotion through choice. Okay. So what that means is, again, you can 
be feeling in a certain, like a certain way, like maybe you're feeling stressed or maybe you're feeling angry or maybe you're feeling overwhelmed or maybe you're feeling sad, right? Maybe you're feeling a certain emotion and that's okay. We don't need to shame that, right? But you have the choice to transmute that emotion, to shift it, to change it, um, to acknowledge it lovingly and say, I see you, like I understand. And we'll talk about another piece of this in the in the next practice um but you are allowed to choose another emotion I don't know if anybody's told you this but you are allowed to choose a different emotion (laughs) it's not bypassing it's none of that stuff if you can acknowledge and and just see that emotion for what it is and be like you know I see you I understand that you're feeling this sort of way (laughs) But, you know, I want to shift this. I want to change this. I, you know, maybe I don't want to feel sad right now. Maybe I want to feel hopeful. Maybe I don't want to feel angry right now. Maybe I want to feel compassionate. You know, maybe I don't want to feel overwhelmed right now. Maybe I want to feel peaceful. You know, it can be a number of things, however you want to do it, right? But you always have this choice. And that's something that you just, you you can practice and get better at. It. So that's why it's called practice. But that's the first one is emotion through choice, right? Now, the next is emotions as information. So we can experience an emotion. Maybe it's excitement. Maybe it's um, fear. Maybe, you know, maybe it's panic. Uh, maybe it's disgust. You know, any of these things, right? We can feel these emotions and then inquire about those emotions rather than just saying, oh, this is just how I feel. This is just who I am or whatever. And just brushing it off to the side and saying, I can't do anything about it. It just is what it is. We can actually use those emotions as information. We can inquire and go, okay, why am I feeling disgusted when I see a snake? (laughs) You know, when I see a snake in front of me, why is that grossing me out? Or why is that freaking me out? Right. Um, And you can just kind of explore that and be like, has a snake ever done anything to me? Like, did somebody teach me to be scared of snakes? Is there anybody I know that's scared of snakes that I like picked up on that? Is there anybody else who like has told me over and over again how gross snakes are? I don't know. We could go on forever. But um, we can use those emotions as information. And then we can either, you know, have learned something about ourselves, right? Or we can go back to that first practice, emotions through choice, and go, hmm, well, I don't want to feel disgusted when I see a snake. So how would I like to feel? Uh, Maybe I'd like to feel intrigued when I see a snake. Maybe I'd like to feel curious when I see a snake. Um, Or maybe appreciative when I see a snake, right? So then you can start to practice, you know, that shift. Now, it's not going to happen overnight. Like, please know that. Anything with the word practice in it means it's going to take time. (laughs) So, so. Just to put that out there, you know, you're not just going to be like, yep, done. I don't have any issues at all. You're going to have to, it's kind of like what we talked about in the mindset video, right? Um, You're going to have to, there's going to be this overlap. I think a bug just landed on me. Oh, hi. Excuse me. Excuse me. Go there. Thank you. Oh, I'm out in my shed. A bug just jumped on my arm. I was like, oh, hello. Anyway, he's good now. He's, He's off on the floor. Um. But we talked about it in the mindset one where there's this overlap. You know, you kind of have to decondition the first thing and then instill the the new habit. Same go so goes for thoughts, right? Same goes for emotions. Um, so definitely keep that in mind. Now another practice is emotions for release. Okay. So this is one where you can use an emotion as a way to like we kind of 
like I mentioned before, to move energy through the body to get it out, right? Maybe, I mean, I think a good example of this is if you have experienced trauma, you know, like it might be beneficial and this is something you would work towards. This is a, this is a big topic. Um, or maybe you do it under the supervision of somebody else or however you would go about it. Um, but, you know, you can intentionally, um, you know, experience an emotion with the intention of releasing it from your body, letting it out, not getting stuff stuck in this loop. Um, and in Beat the Bad, I talk about, you know, I use the the framework of five-minute break. Um, so if you're interested, if, you, if this is like a way more intense emotion, go check that out. And it, it walks you through how to access an emotion intentionally and then not get like sucked into it and swallowed by it. So anyway, that aside, that's in Beat the Bad. So go go check that out. Um, but you can use emotions for release. You know, maybe you need to... I don't know. Maybe maybe you're angry and you know that it would help you to scream, right? To just face in a pillow, scream as hard as you can, and that's going to actually let all of that anger out of your body. Um for me, like cuz I don't I don't do that anymore cuz it's just not good for me. I I tend to do emotions through choice when it comes to anger, but that's me personally. However, when it comes to um overwhelm or frustration, my go-to is to um, to cry, to use sadness as a release to get those emotions out of my body and to let them leave in a very physical format <laughs> um, so that I can feel lighter from it. Um, and again, doing that in a really, you know, condensed, intentional way. <sighs> and then the last one is emotions into fuel. Okay, this is the last practice is turn, using emotions and turning them into fuel. So um, this is kind of what we had spoke about before, about building up and amplifying our ability to take empowered action, right? So emotions don't just have to be, you know, for our own personal knowledge, they totally can be, um, or for releasing or something that we need to change, right? We can use emotions as fuel to push us forward, right? Um, Or to encourage us or to be you know, a bit of support for us. We can use emotions in that way, which is really wonderful. So um, let's say like, okay, so there's like, so we have, you know, an emotion, let's say like contentness, right? <laughs> We're feeling content. And then maybe, you know, we use that as fuel to continue to allow ourselves to relax and not go and pursue a next big project or you know, get carried away with all of the responsibilities that we have. Maybe we use that feeling of contentness, right? And use it as fuel to allow ourselves to relax and to be at peace and to not rush ourselves and to just ah, take some time and be present, right? That's a way we can actually use emotion and turn it into fuel. Um, the other thing to, and you can do this on the other, you know, and you can do it with happiness, you know, um, to like get up and go do something and be like, yeah, this is exciting. This is awesome. Um, and this can also work on the other end of things. I know there have been times where I have experienced um, frustration or, you know, if, if I feel like somebody um, isn't believing in me or I'm being underestimated, right? There's this level of like, not inadequacy, but frustration that comes from that. And I love to use frustration as a healthy fuel for um, like productivity, right? Um, because 
you know, we can do it in a way where it's like, well, I'm going to show you and I'm going to prove myself and that'll make me feel better about myself. No, no, no. Not that. I used to do that. Not that. (laughs) So this is more so of um, like, if somebody's like, well, I don't know about that. I'm like, and I'm sitting here in full trust in myself. And, but it's frustrating. I'm like, okay, you're frustrating me because you don't believe in me in the way that I'm believing in me right now. Right. And so it's like, okay, like I hear you, but just trust me. I think that's my cue. That's my cue word that I'm about to take some frustration <laughs> and put it towards something productive. When I, when I utter the words, trust me, <laughs> it's going down. Um, but then I take that frustration and I use it as really healthy fuel to go, yeah, this is just adding to my why. Like I already believe in myself. I already know I can do this. And then I have somebody who isn't believing in that. I'm just going to toss that into the pot, mix it in and go, okay, this is what's fueling me. And this is what's helping, you know, to, um, to send me forward and, and really like work on this project or, you know, do this thing or make it happen because I know that I'm going to feel really fulfilled once I get it done. And then hopefully it's encouragement and it does build trust in the other person and they can see, oh, you know, maybe I should trust in them next time. I can see that they're doing that. And it's not this ploy to feel more worth about myself, right? It's, hmm, well, I already know, like, it's just adding to the fuel for me to get something done that I already believed in myself that I could do. And then hopefully is improving a relationship in the process, right? So that was just an example. But, um, but you know, any emotion can be turned in, into fuel. It really can. We just want to make sure we're doing it in a healthy way and not in a vengeful or insecure or self-indulgent type of way, you know, because that's ultimately going to leave us um, still feeling fairly empty. Um, so that's why I, I would say to avoid those. Anyway, so those are like four practices I would definitely encourage that you, you know, get in the habit of and stuff. And if you, you know, I hope you write them down. If not, like uh, you'll see them in my my notes, you know, the notes that I take when I do these classes. So those will be down in the description um, area so you can see them there. But it's emotions through choice, emotions as information, emotions for release, and emotions into fuel. Okay, so definitely uh, be practicing those. And then also, you know, I'm just going to add on a, a few little things here at the end, but disempowerment nearly always comes from our emotional state and the thoughts that we're thinking. Um, so that is why I am such an advocate for, you know, being so mindful of, of emotions and thoughts. You know, I so-so on disempowerment coming from energy because usually energy just throws off the thoughts or the emotions and then you can pick up on that and all that good stuff you can go back to the energy class and you know all that good stuff but um disempowerment really kind of comes from within uh I believe um because anybody can say anything but if you you know take it as a thought into truth or if you let what that person has said you know hurt you emotionally again right back to that first point that we made it's going to shape you um and it's going to define who you are and who you become so you know just something to note there and and you really don't have to be a victim to your own emotions you have so much power here you have so much autonomy and it's just a matter of practicing that and and utilizing it. And, you know, again, with these practices, allow them to be just that, you know, 
They are practices. They take time, they take intention, and they take effort to hone. I, you know, I've been doing this for years and years now. So, you know, I might be able to swap an emotion faster than you can right now. And that's okay. You know, keep at it. Um, Learn from it. Uh, Do it, you know, experiment with different ways to do it and see what works for you. What feels the most aligned, the most loving, the most constructive, the most helpful, the most supportive. You know, so again, just practice these and, and be curious and explore. And you can totally do it and it will improve. It will get better. It will get quicker. It will get easier. I promise, as always. And um, also, please know that it will most likely never look perfect. Um, We are living in a reality that involves contrast everywhere. There's always contrast where there's a left, there's a right, where there's dark, there's a light. Like, we don't live in a gray world. We live in a world with contrast, which is beautiful. It's dynamic. It's diverse. It's amazing, right? So don't always, you know, don't expect to always be in a favorable emotional state or always feeling empowered. It's just most likely not going to happen. And that's okay. We want to experience the diversity of life, um, even on an emotional level. Um, you know, and just make sure you're not, you know, stuck in one state for maybe way too, too long. Um, Because if you are, then maybe you want to step in and use some of these practices. But, you know, if it always looks perfect for you, cool, let me know. But (laughs) most likely, it it just won't, because that's just the reality we live in. Um, But nothing's impossible. So, you know, always know that you have a choice in your approach to and your view on emotions. You always have a choice. Don't ever, 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 ever forget that. All right. Well, that is it for this class on emotions for Empowered University. I love it. If you have any questions, bring it up in the community, um, bring it up in the Discord chat, all the things. We are here to support you. We are here to help. So I am excited for you to go forward in life with this mind-expanding knowledge. (laughs) Love you. All right, that is it for the class today. That is it for this episode. Um, If you like this episode, please spread the support by sharing on social or telling a friend about it through your face, phone, snail mail, or carrier pigeon. Of course, since this episode, you got to listen to an Empowered University class, which are usually only reserved for enrolled students. You can become an enrolled student by going to www.simplyolly.com slash ey. And you can also check out my free tools, books, and other ways to work with me at www.simplyolly.com. All the links are in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. As always, you keep staying simply awesome. I'll keep staying simply Ollie, and I'll chat with you on the next pod. Bye.